So welcome back, Jeannie. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Look, I just thought for this episode, it'd be nice for us to jump into, you know, a very important sort of topic for our audience, which is the mindset of an entrepreneur. I think, you know, with the the various, you know, projects that you've been working on managing two different agencies, you know, it, it would be really interesting to have your point of view on that. And, you know, one of the things that you, you've mentioned uh, many times is the importance the importance, sorry, of, you know, living your, your, your potential. And so what do you mean by that? Like, what is important for you? And how, how does that transpire in your life? I think for me, I, well, it's different for everyone, right? So everybody's going to have an ultimate goal or aim or want in their life. And it's, like I said before, mine was always freedom. And it was something that took me a long time to figure out. But I think, what I always thought as well was that I couldn't, it almost feels like you have this cap over what your abilities are in terms of what you can achieve as a human being. And I think once I realized that that cap didn't exist, it made me realize how much any human being can actually create if they really set their mind to it so that they could get this life that they're only really dreaming of. And I think I've kind of set out then to make it known that, you know, to other people who are feeling that that's they're kind of stuck that actually you know you can do whatever you really want to do and that will bring you the most happiness and joy and fulfillment that you've ever had and that's kind of what I've been chasing for quite some time now and I've managed to do that and it's just I want to make sure other people know they can do the same yeah absolutely and it'd be great you know to understand as well what do you mean by freedom because you know it's is it freedom of time is it freedom of, of creativity how does freedom what does freedom mean to you Freedom essentially for me is, is kind of, I guess, all aspects of freedom that, you know, I can have freedom of time if I want. I can have, it's basically freedom to do anything that I want when I want, essentially, without kind of having to let go of anything I've created. So it's almost like creating a system where I can still make money, I can still enjoy my life, and I've still got projects and things to aim for and things to work on. But if I want to have that time and travel um, and go in the ocean or do stuff for myself then I can um so it's almost just freedom to do the things that I love to do whenever I want to do them really without neglecting or cutting back on anything I've already started which ultimately brings me money which is which is what you know you really need to survive in this world anyway it's always like you know when you, when you hear about entrepreneurs or freelancers or people who work for themselves it's always that well, if I go on holiday then I don't make money for that time or you know if you're in a job it's like well, I can go away, but I only have a certain amount of time to, I only have maybe like so many days a year. And it's, it was that cap for me that I just, I felt like restricted in the things that I could create and be. And in freedom, I get more creativity, which brings me more ideas and more, more freedom ultimately, if that makes sense. It's, it's kind of a combination of a lot of things in terms of freedom. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like you mentioned before, I think there's, you know, the importance of, of that freedom comes with being able to be hyper-focused. And how do you help, you know, how, how do you get to being hyper-focused when you are committed to, you know, whether it's diving or, you know, your work? So how, get us into what hyper-focus means. So again, it's something that I kind of, I seem to have a natural ability for it, which isn't, as common as I maybe realized. I think I, I didn't really see it th that way before, but hyper-focus to me is kind of basically blocking out any exterior noise and it's 100% focus on what you're, what you're doing. And that could mean 
and this isn't for everybody and it's not something that I found easy over time but we're talking like early mornings you're not necessarily sleeping that that well you're doing late nights you're getting ahead and I can really run like that quite easily without much of a problem for quite a number of days um and I think when you love something so much, you just go tunnel vision into it, you know, and um, it doesn't necessarily mean you you don't sleep or you have late nights and early mornings, but you're utilizing your time um, to the best of your ability. I mean, we all have the same hours in a day, right? It's just totally how you decide to use them. And what happened to me was, is that I was at one point working multiple jobs in order to create my freedom based lifestyle. And I had, I had no choice but to optimize my time like never before so that I could actually do everything I needed to do to get where I needed to be. And it, it kind of happened where other things that I felt that I had, that I needed or I was doing just, I realized how unimportant they were. It doesn't, you know, long-term you need the balance, but at the time I was realizing that going out and partying or like watching TV or doing all of these like mundane tasks that actually they didn't serve me that well at that moment in time and and then when I realized how much I could utilize that time to get ahead in what I was doing I couldn't really look at my time the same way anymore and so I just I was just cutting all of that out completely and just focusing on total optimization of myself and time and yeah I've never really been able to look at it the same way it just seemed like a waste yeah, no, absolutely. It's really interesting when you're talking about, you know, a balanced life because sometimes, well, I feel most of the times when people talk about a balanced life, it's in the moment, you know, you need to have like, if you're looking at a pie, it's like ex- equal part of work, of fun, of family, etc. But I think, you know, what you're saying here is that a balanced life is, you know, putting in the hard work, I guess, upfront in order to then eventually allow yourself to have more freedom. You know, there is an upfront work and an upfront time that you need to invest in order to get to that freedom. Um, so balanced life comes within, you know, in a time frame rather than within the moment. Yeah, I think um, it's kind of, it's been a journey for me to understand that whole process because I end up going into hyper-focus mode quite a lot and um, tunnel vision. What I've realized is that if I do it for too long, I need too much time kind of out where the balance is higher. So, you know, it's kind of one extreme to the other. So I've kind of started to work where I'm really utilizing my time now as much as possible and then making sure I have that balance because it's not sustainable long term. And my focus has shifted because, yes, I I have got to where I kind of want to be with my business now that I don't need to do as much as, as, as I was doing before. But don't get me wrong, like we just talked about before the call, you know, like I'm going to have to do that again now. And so it's it's one of those things, you know, where it is going to be in ebbs and flows until I get to a structure and I learn about the structure that I need to create that gives me what I want again. So it, it just keeps changing, you know, like you have to keep re um, changing how you see things and how your system works because things change with your business and you've just got to go with that. And then it, I think if you can always just keep in mind what your aims are, there's no reason to be totally tunnel vision. It, it might take you longer, but I just felt like it really served me at the time to really get fully into it like that because I wa- it was all about survival for me. I cut off any other ways of making money so that I could 100% focus on something. And in the need for survival, you'd be surprised what you can achieve. And that's yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think 
you've mentioned this before where, you know, now you're getting back into, you know, a, a phase where you'll, you'll have to put in the hours and the time and the effort and it's going to be longer days and it, it's okay. It comes and, you know, it's phases that come and goes. But what one thing that has helped you in, in, in the past as well is learning to outsource. And then once you have the structure, then it's finding the right people that can actually support you in this journey, really. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's always about that willingness to let things go to other people because there's that ease of, of thinking, you know, you can do it all yourself. It's easier to just kind of get on with it and things like that. But it's just not, it doesn't work like that. It's not sustainable, especially when you get to a level where that literally isn't possible. You have to trust that that's going to be for the best. And I do battle with that quite a lot, but I'm getting better at that now. And it's also the case of we just talked about, you know, I've booked a, another month trip, but I've got the most amount of clients I've ever had. And it's a good, it's going to be a good learning curve because I have no choice now, but to figure out how that works. So normally when I've got a lull or I'm, you know, maybe not working as much or I've outsourced more, I will go away for a month or so at a time. But this time that's not the case. So it's going to be interesting to see how I will, how I will manage that and, and what learning curves I, I, I get from that. And that just, it just helps every time you do something like that, where you're thinking, actually, this might go wrong. You obviously learn quite a substantial amount in that time. And that's the same with tunnel vision and hyperfocus. You do a lot more, like so much more. You trip up more, you fall more, and you learn more as a result. So it's quicker learning and you, you build quicker. And so, you know, it's, it's stress. It can be stressful. It's real. Not a lot of people can handle it because it, it does take a toll. Um, you know, but it's, it's, it was definitely worth it for me. And I, I wouldn't really put down my success to much else other than being able to do that really over time because it's always doing more than everybody else is doing or the, the person next to you is doing. And you know what I mean? It, it seems to make a massive difference. A, a lot of other things obviously come into play, but that was a big thing for me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, another big battle, I guess, uh, entrepreneurs have to manage is, I guess, the fear of failing. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's strangely always there. And sometimes it's, it's, it's freezing. It, you know, it prevents you from moving forward. And, you know, how have you ever dealt with that? How did you manage that? Everybody goes through that absolute crippling fear, especially, um, in the beginning of my journey that it was the fear that kind of stopped me from doing anything at all to even start with. I think the, the idea of failing was, was so strong that starting it and quitting my job in the first place to even start on this journey, even though I trusted myself, there was still that big fear, which it's at the end of the day, if you look at it, and it, this is the thing that I did really was that you have to actually ask yourself what your perception is and your mindset is of the fear of so-called failing, you know, like you have to really understand for yourself what that means. And when you really dissect it, there isn't really anything to be scared of, but it is a natural reaction for your body to try and protect yourself, right? It's, it's an inbuilt mechanism for a reason. It's designed to protect you. So, you know, what I found was that most of the time, the things I was fearful of never really happened. And then what I learned really was I, did, I felt like I was failing hard and failing often, which is something I've heard a lot from business owners. And it's kind of like, you know, you learn quick, you grow faster and everything gets better really quickly because of, you know, how many times you fail. And it is normal. But then I started to think, um, you know, what? it's not really failure when you look at it like that, is it? It's more like you fall down, you rebuild yourself, you, re you learn things really quickly and you build yourself up. So really, it's just a massive amount of learning. There is no real failure there. Because you can't be the same person after you've done something like that. You can't not learn something from that. And, and it not that a positive? 
you know, so you yeah, look at absolutely. it like that. And then when you start looking at it like that, you just think no matter what I do, if I give it my 100%, then all there is then of, to be fearful of is what people might think if I failed or what I might think if I failed. And that's not really anything to worry about, is it? So it's kind of like, it, does it really matter? And so then I realized I had to ride alongside the fear and use it as fuel instead of a instead of something that was sabotaging me to grow. And once I learned to like ride with it and be comfortable with it and know that every time I felt that fear so so much, I was growing really quite substantially. That of course I still come up against that, but that's how I started to deal with it, and that's how I deal with it now. And it's it's worked really well for me. It's switching that mindset around as to what it actually means, and it really does help. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, it is a, a trade-off as well, you know, when you look at, at, at the fear, the fear is sort of preventing you from moving forward. But, you know, if, if like you said, you're riding along with it, the learning, that's the, the trade-off, you know, you could call it failing, but it just, it's, it's a learning yeah. curve. And you just, when, once you decide to embrace that, there's just such a growth that you can, you can get from it that it's 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 a nice push to have it's a nice it's a nice way to look at it yeah I mean it's it's if, if you ever work on mindset or anything about actually knowing yourself as a human being I think it's always about what you associate things with so if you associate fear with with crippling emotions and and, and anxiety it's not really going to be great is it but if you can switch that around and realize that if you can do that and and accept the fact that fear is always going to be a part of your human psyche it's just how we were built as as human beings but it's almost in the acceptance like you were saying as well you know like if you just want to ride along with it and accept that it's there and almost be able to honor it as it is it can't be as strong as it was in the beginning in crippling you with anxiety if you accept it it's just not possible it's just how the brain works so it's always, for me, it's always been about mindset and perception. And it took me a long time to realize my own behavior and how that was sabotaging me as well. But you have to be willing to look at that stuff. You have to really be willing to dissect that if you really want this journey to, to last, because it'll take over you and you'll just quit. That's how it would be. That's how what happens with most people. Yeah, it does. And actually talking about quitting or, you know, that fear, you know, most entrepreneurs look at the one year being a very sort of big milestone to 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 get through. Right. And most of the time when we're looking at businesses that actually end up having to shut down, you know, one of the one of the big, I guess, blockers there that people have is, is sales and business development. And so do you have any tips regarding that to help businesses sort of pushed through that one year mark. This is another reason why I was saying about go, if you're going to do something, go 100% in because when, you, when you're doing that, you live and breathe something. So you're doing absolutely anything that you think might make a difference. Um, and you're almost, you are your brand, you know? So you're always talking about that kind of stuff, like not necessarily selling all the time, but making people aware of who you are as a person and what you're associated with. So they always recognize that. But the main sales tip for me, like something that I, it took me a while to build on and actually even have the confidence to do. It was kind of getting out of that sheltered mindset or, or closed mindset as well, is that when I was getting clients, I was just selling them one thing. And it was kind of like, it was the same kind of price. It was the same kind of thing. And then, you know, I'm looking for more clients to do the same thing with the same kind of structure. Right. And then I, one day I just, had this epiphany. It was not really an epiphany, but for me it was. It was kind of like all of these clients are always asking me for these other services because they trust me now. They want other things. And I thought, doesn't it make sense 
to instead of always looking for new clients all the time to just build on the ones that you've got and almost like triple quadruple the the amount you get from that one client because if you package that and you make their life easier and they trust you they're going to trust everyone you work with as well which i was hearing that their problem was was that that trust it was that kind of this is what I need. I want somebody to solve my problem for me. And that's all anything about sales is ever about is solving a problem and connecting into their emotion of what they need. And they'll go for that. And it was never about manipulating a client. It was giving them what they needed, knowing that I could offer that in a trustworthy environment. And I also had more control over what was happening with the whole process, which which ultimately helped me and and the things I was trying to do for the client as well. So what I would say, what, what I would say was what I wish that I sort of realized in the beginning is that if you have a tier system of, of different options that you offer and you try to package them together, that ended up being the way that I scaled business and the way that I kept kind of going after the one year mark was by completely changing the system from something that was more of a struggle to um, something that was just almost cashing in or doubling, tripling up on what I'd already, what I'd already done the work for, what I'd already sold. And that completely changed everything. And now I've had the guts to do it and it worked really well. And people love that. I just keep doing that and changing what I offer as a structure and keep branching things out. And so that's what I've done. You know, then I built other agencies that would offer another higher end service to that one. You know what I mean? So it's, it's always about the, how you can package things. And no doubt you've heard about sales funnels, right? I mean, they're everywhere, but they work and it's the same process. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you, you nailed it when you say, you know, the trust is such an important thing when you're building a relationship with the client. And, you know, it, we are at the end of the day in a, in a, in a human, you know, business where relationship is important. Your brand and who you are and your authenticity is important. I think that's why people buy into that. You know, it's, it's, it's that trust really. And so that's really, really key. Yeah, and I was, I've actually, um, not that long ago, I, I read, um, The Way of the Wolf, and that was, um, it, the book, and it's, it's so good to just remind you of that exact thing that it's, it, there's a bunch of, there's a few components that make up trust and the, the ability to sell something. And I didn't know that I was obviously ticking those boxes all of the time when I was selling because there was never necessarily a, a really detailed approach to what I was doing apart from I was just being personal with the, with people and really connecting to them on a level that it wasn't like an, any other agency was. It was more personal and so they felt connected and trustworthy and safe. And you don't get that all the time from big agencies. It's just very, it's, you know, they are, they are selling, there are salespeople. It's very salesy and I wouldn't have gone for it either. So in just being myself and then creating agencies based on that basis, no matter how big we get, that's one thing that really has held us in good stead for, you know, then clients coming back around or continuing clients and, you know, that kind of thing. So And then things go past the two, three, four year mark because you're able to continually keep recapping over the same stuff and hold those clients with you. Yeah. And I, I've had people coming back to me before as well, thinking that going to a bigger agency would, would serve them more. And they came back to me because there was no communication. There was no trust. There was no personal stuff. There was no um, support. There was nothing. And, you, you know, mm -hmm. you, it's, it's nice to be reminded of that, that what you're doing is good. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, another really important thing as being an entrepreneur, I would say, is is when we talk about balance, is as well as you know health. And so it'd be good to hear a little bit about your routine and what you do to keep sane. You know, in terms of of, of whether it's workout, your eating habits, how you keep in touch with you know the people in your life. Um, do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, I mean. I'm not going to lie about that one. It's been a, that's probably been the biggest struggle for me of which I've had to really work hard at to get the balance because, you know, there's that guilt that creeps in that if you just do a little bit more work, if you just do a little bit more of this, if you just keep doing this, it'll be this, you know, and it, what, what happens is you, it never comes around because there's always going to be that work to do. There's always going to be more to do and it's never ending. So you have to get used to the fact that once you've set something in, in place of what you want to do, you stick to it and nothing, you, you you put appointments in for yourself, right? And it's the most important thing because nothing else can run if you're not running properly. And so mm-hmm. it took me a long time to realize that. I mean, I knew that, but it was just the guilt and the kind of the worry about the business and how it was all on me was just such a big, <laughs> it was such a big strain on, on, mm-hmm. on, on how I handled things. But now I have a routine. So I have a morning routine that involves a lot of kind of movement and stretching and breathing, meditation, visualization, those kinds of things. Like I really set myself up for my day to make sure that I visualize how it's going to run for the day or, or I try to get that good feeling in, 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 in place before I, before I really try and do anything at all. It's not the case of getting up and reading emails the first second I open my eyes anymore like it used to be because it just sets you off on the wrong tone altogether. And then, you know, I do my work during the day and I might have – I do utilize time during the day to, to go out for, um, for walks or see friends or family. Um, and I just set it up like appointments, really. It's all like slots in the day. And then usually in the evening, I will go to the gym or I'll do other different things. And it's different if I'm traveling, obviously. I might go diving for a few hours in, in the morning or during the day and just separate my time like that. But once I book that slot in for myself now, it's not getting changed for anybody or anything. Absolutely. I, I do exactly the same. I think I've, uh, I've had the bad habits of reading emails, of just doing the immediate. Yeah, exactly. What's, what's supposedly urgent now, but then you, you realize that starting a, the morning with a proper routine that sets you for the day and gives you a moment, you know, to really, I mean, to wake up because sometimes we just tend to open our eyes, open the phone, and it's just so instant. Giving yourself a minute to stretch, to meditate, to, you know, do the five minute journal, you know, workout. It's just, it's just the right way to, to start, to start the day really, and give you an opportunity to, to really perform well during the day. Really, I really needed to optimize myself more because my, I needed to balance out the way that I was, you know, ultimately there's, there is a degree of stress with anything that you do. It's just how you handle it, how you maintain it and how you keep it at bay really. And I think, for me, that's always been fitness. It's always been some form of movement or exercise. And then nutrition obviously comes into that quite substantially for me. I have to be really clean eating as much as possible because it just helps me focus and it helps me be um, more balanced as a, as a human being really and more optimized. And, you know, the supplementation that I have and make sure that I'm the best I can be. I mean, it's not all the time, but it's, you know, the best I can, I can make it is, you know, to make my life a little bit easier. Um, but now I just don't, I used to cancel things that I put in like classes or gym time or whatever. And, um, now I just, I don't do that. That's more important actually than any client or anything will be because I can't have a business if I'm not okay in myself. Yeah. 
it's a good it's a good way for you to refuel basically if you can't keep if you can't keep yourself on an even keel eventually things are just going to blow up and you are going to lose stuff you are going to start um dropping the level that you were putting into your business because you're not able to sustain it it's it's not healthy for you and um that's the only thing with things like hyper focus and tunnel vision that kind of stuff does go out of the window so it's not something I do for as long a periods as I've done before because it is quite it can be detrimental I mean you can still do hyper focus and still have gym time and space you know it's just it's it's still getting some balance in there because it it needs to be done Otherwise, you just com- completely lose focus on what you're trying to achieve. And it kind of goes into too much of a blur. But yeah, I mean, I did have that kind of lifestyle before and it didn't really serve me long term. I just ended up burning out. And, you know, then you need time to really re- recuperate. And that you don't, it's better to just do things a little bit slower, perhaps, than go that crazy and then have to have to take time out. Right. So it's it's something that um, I've definitely learned to do. But yeah, no, fitness, um, a lot of nutrition stuff, supplementation, you know, all the mind stuff, meditation, just everything that really supports me. And it takes a long time to get into those habits, but you have to be seeking them out. You have to really find what works for you because things that work for me won't, won't work for the people. It's just my structure and the things that I feel I need to keep the peace in my mind, really, in my body. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And then find the energy to then tackle your day because I'm sure your days are long and full. <laughs> can be, but you know, then I can just think sometimes when I have like such a long day, I break it up and I still have more time for myself than I used to. And I also might have the next day off because I might think, you know, I've done more than enough in this space now. And um, I might just only do half a day the next day. And that's the beauty of it. But you can choose to get ahead every single day and do that, but you just keep going like that. It's almost like once you set your own bar for things and the bar for other people and what they expect, like speed of responses, like responding within seconds, you know, all of that kind of stuff. You realize that everything you're doing like that is just setting you up for a lot of stress, really. So it's it's just over time, I think I've just, I've had to fall on my face a lot with this to to learn what works for me and what doesn't. And I think that's part of the whole thing. Yeah. you are going to trip up and it is going to be it's going to be quite shock, uh, quite a shock a lot of the time and it's just mm-hmm. it's up to you how you handle it then and how you turn that into a positive and learn from your experience and that's what life's about isn't it really it's always like chipping away making mistakes falling over and getting back up and realizing how you could have done that better and put that into place and then keep going absolutely i think it's uh it's a beautiful way to to finish this episode um you know it's uh, that's what it is you know it's all about allowing for the journey to happen and just make the best out of it really um and so Jeannie thank you so much for sharing all of this with us 